0: Okay, so today I'm sitting here with a very special person who I've known for many years because he used to be in the palm mental school world, and now he owns a palm Mitchell salon, which is really exciting. He and his wife together, and we're hoping his wife can join us a little bit later into the podcast as well too. And so it's Todd and Audra Wise, W-I-S-E. So I decided Todd already because just based on our last interview that we did, uh, Facebook Live was uh the fact that your last name is wise so this is gonna be called be wise because you have wise advice
1: <laughs> yes yes and we have the three wise men in my family i have two boys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: aren't you the wise five yes we're
1: love- the wise five mm-hmm. yes
0: well so cool. i love watching you on Uh, Instagram on Facebook all on your social media channels you guys are a lot of fun to watch and and so Todd Wise is the co-owner operations and culture specialist of color pop salon I love that you call yourself the culture specialist we're going to jump into that a little bit later Um, he has 13 years of experience working in the operational side of the professional beauty industry Todd is known for empowering people to reach their full potential by leading teams, mentoring people, operations, sales, and creating culture. He developed these skills over 10 years of working with Paul Mitchell schools leading various teams with admissions, admissions training team, sales team, director, and fundraising teams. Before Todd started working with the Paul Mitchell schools, he would volunteer his time to assist with the Paul Mitchell fundraisers, events, and salon development. Todd believes every day is a gift and makes each day better than the day before. And I love the fact that your co-owner with your wife Audra, and uh, it's called, uh, the mat. she's a creative master of color pop salon. She has 20 years experience in the beauty industry, working 19 years as a stylist behind the chair, perfecting her craft. She also has a passion for teaching, which leads her to become Paul Mitchell, a systems national educator. Um, And then being an educator has given her the opportunity to teach in salons and on stage, sharing her knowledge with other stylists. And I just, I love the fact that you also say that um, your uh, people are your business and yes. your passion is to help people look and feel very best. So I'm really excited to dig into this, Todd. And, and like I said, I hope uh is able to get on with us at the very end as well, too. And I know I want to do a separate podcast with her, too, because her and I are going to be heavily involved with Bright Pink as I'm a bright pink ambassador, and I'm excited for what her and I are gonna be doing together and the lifelong friendship that we'll be able to have as well too. But I put down here, uh, which uh, I have always talked about this for many years, and it really came from Miles Monroe, who who was a pastor that passed away. He was in a, a plane crash. And ironically, I met him in marco island florida of all places he was speaking at this event todd and Mm -hmm. i finally talked my husband into going to this event it's called increase event and we went to it we heard him speak uh, like months before he passed away and i felt like i'll never forget the moment in the room when he was speaking todd and he i felt like he was speaking right to me and somehow some way we got right to the front row and he kept saying men and women, you know, you got to get this right in business, that leadership starts at home. And when he said that leadership starts at home, I immediately wrote it down. And I thought, wow, this is so true. And, and it really hit home with me, uh, Todd, because I realized that, you know, me, that if I'm going to be great in the, in the workplace, I got to get it right at home first. And I yeah. haven't always gotten it right. And mm-hmm. so I have a lot of regrets. And, And, but I've watched you and Audra and you guys just love on your family, You love each other so much. You always put each other first and the way that you've been by her side through the struggles that you've had, is just so admirable and honorable. And I just, I want to talk about this first because I think it's most important, Todd. Can you talk your experience and how, what's that untold story for you?
1: Yeah, um, you know, it, it all kind of starts. What everybody says, the roots. You know, you have your foundations. So, you know, my foundation and audrey's foundation, we come from humble beginnings. You know, and you know, we didn't have a lot, and so we knew how to work hard. We knew how to treat people nice because our parents said, "Hey, this is what you got to do to be nice." You know, and then I even remember where my mom would, you know, uh, would just grab my brother and I, and it was just her raising me and my brother and you know we're in these rough neighborhoods and that's where we lived and we grew up that way and that's okay and so she would see this car it would happen it seemed like every week I don't know but there was somebody's car was broken down they couldn't make it to the gas station and then here we are two kids in elementary school couldn't see above the trunk but here we are pushing this car helping his lady you know push her car into the gas station you know and and I, I remember at the time I'm you know, going back in time saying, Why are we doing this? Are we even making a difference? And then afterwards, she goes, Every little bit helps. And so that stuck with me all these years. Every little bit helps. And whatever we can do in our day to make ourselves better, then we can make someone else better. And so I just remembered with, you know, that in our foundation. And it was really great when I got to meet Audra in our life because she had those similar values. And it was just like, it was, it was like it was supposed to be. It was like it was a game plan from the man above. Mm. And it was just amazing. And so we brought that into our family. And so when we started to raise a family, we started early. And so we had to focus on us. Even though we love our wise five, we have three great kids. And I say they're kids, but now they're, they're young adults. You know, Tristan's going to be graduating from barber school in uh, July. And so, wow. yeah, he's been working part-time in the salon, color pop salons. And then uh, our daughter, she's our middle child, as Otter was a middle child. And so, uh, daughter's 21, she's at U of H, and she just been accepted to the Bauer Business School. So, there's a lot of great things happening there. Wow. And, yeah, and then our, young son, our youngest son, uh, Bryson, he's 19. He's going to be starting college in the fall. And so uh, he helps out with the operations side, you know, anything we're fixing stuff or cleaning stuff, painting, you know, it's always something, you know. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, so that kind of like lets you know a little bit about who we are. Otter and I, um, we're gonna be celebrating one year in our anniversary on the 29th. Yes. It's so,
0: yeah. you guys, yes, with your salon, one year yeah, anniversary. Not their marriage. How many, yeah. how many yeah. years married?
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, wedding anniversary uh, in March, we did 24 years. Wow. Yeah, 24 years. And uh, can, I, can I back up a little second here, Tina? Yes, please. We're talking about journey here. And, yeah. so, you know, we've had a great journey. And I can talk about the Paul Mitchell and uh, all the opportunities that the Paul Mitchell family has given us. It's just so amazing. So amazing. And, but we don't have all the time. And maybe we can share on our next podcast, but I do want to share a one important message because I think it would help a lot of people. And you kind of touched on it earlier with Bright Peak. And, uh, you know, this year, Audra, um, right before Valentine's in February. So in February, you know, we were listening to podcasts, just, you know, updating ourselves with education. And then uh, one of them we came across was Bright Peak with Wim Clayball. And it was an older interview, but you know we love Wynn, and uh, he always has great things at the right time. You know, you never know when you're going to need it, but they're always there with those masters and all all the podcasts that you guys have done before. So Otter was listening to it, and she took a day off. She's busy like you. She's running all over the place. She never takes a day off, and she was listening to it, and she goes, "You know what? Have a day off. So I'm going to go get I'm going to get tested. You know, the the best thing to do, even if you're not feeling good or you're feeling great, whatever." get tested you guys go get tested and you know we're, we're focused on the women but we also got the guys got to go get checked too so um just as important otter listened to it she went to go um take her first uh mammogram and he said come back because we think we see something no big deal she came back she's like well we need to go a little further and so uh and then she we, we found out she did have breast cancer and it was in the early, very early stages. Um, But how she knew this was, I kind of jumped ahead there was that she took those two first tests and they said, hey, we need to schedule you for the next step. And she goes, what's the next step? She said, well, we need to get some more testing. And so she said, okay, we're gonna do it. And so I have to reschedule because I got to get back to work now because now she's doing that. She gets downstairs and this is a powerful moment And I always believe in pivotal moments and signs. And so she gets down to the lobby. She tries to open the door. The door does not open. All right. She hears a voice in her head and says, go upstairs and schedule that appointment right now. And so she's like, what? And so when that happens, you better listen. You know what I'm saying? uh, See, uh, she went upstairs. She scheduled it. And it was because of the man upstairs is because Otter caught it so soon. They said, not only do we have an appointment, can you come back right now? We had a cancellation. And so that just fast-tracked everything for her. And so she's already done uh, two uh, corrective surgeries. She is cancer-free. Yes. And, uh, she's going through yeah. the journey of recovery. And now she's going through part of that journey is celebrating it and sharing and the awareness. And she's, I heard that she's going to be working with you, Tina, and doing some great Uh, work with bright pink. And, um, and then you just, you guys just collaborate together. It's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be. I know
0: it's crazy because I remember the day that I was diagnosed with a precancerous lesion and I ended up having to have, you know, major surgery as well too. And it's so amazing because I knew the moment that I was diagnosed that I was going to help save somebody's life. And so I knew immediately that, that it's like, okay, this happened uh, for me, so that I could help other people. And so I got excited about it, you know, and so hearing her story, it was just like, this is why this is why, you know, this is why I'm an education ambassador, because most women don't know those things. Most women won't even talk about the word cancer, you know, it's that C word, you know, that everybody's afraid of even talking about. And so I'm really looking forward to spending some time with her on a separate podcast, Todd, because I think we need to really, really blast that out and preventative maintenance. And so, of course, number one, I put leadership starts at home. And and I love and I want to stay on that a little bit longer, but I put number two, health is wealth, because you know, mm-hmm. without health, you'll never be wealthy and you've got to take care of yourself first. And I think just the mere fact that you were there for her and supporting her and cheering her on and helping her through that process is so important. I remember I had a friend that she was really, they were really struggling with their marriage and then uh, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and he stayed right by her side and that they're still married to this day. And I believe it's because of the fact that he stayed right by her. And, and I had other friend just the opposite his wife was diagnosed with breast cancer, and he was so mad and so angry and so frustrated, he actually left her. And so she was left to to fight for this breast cancer on her own. I'll never forget talking to her about this and how hurt she was. And so there's like so many just opposites. But the mere fact that Todd, like you get it, you understand. And it started at home. And, you know, just hearing your story, you know, what you were just talking about, you know, just in your neighborhood, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. And that's what you did. And it's so beautiful. And hearing how successful your kids are like you guys set the standard for your kids and they're following in your footsteps. Yeah. Are they going to stumble right. along the way? I know mine did. Um, right. Cause we're human beings. We're not human doings, you know, but you're still setting the standard and I want to stay on the leadership starts at home for a moment too, because give some advice to people out there. Some wise advice from Todd right. of how to stay focused. Like how do you keep that focus? Cause my husband and I, uh, past co- my husband, uh, finally retired from the law practice. That. Yes, yes. So we're really working side by side. So we've been kind of learning how to work together. Okay. And I know there's a lot of spouses out there that work together. I know my son and his wife, they're with each other all day. Cause they both have online businesses. Mm-hmm. And uh, so give advice right now of how to work with your spouse and how to always understand that leadership starts at home.
1: Oh yeah. You know, it, it is, it's a dance. You know, when people say you have to learn how to dance, it really is. And I think that's why Otter and I have been so successful through the ups and downs in our life where, you know, everybody's like, Oh my gosh, you guys should write a book because of all the stuff you've been through. And, and you always start are the book. Like, start the book. <laughs> podcast. Well, that's what we're doing now, you know, with Tina, you know, and I thank you for, I didn't even get to thank you. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. It's such an honor, such an honor to, just have a few moments to to borrow, and I know you have your hands in so many things, and and you and Brian are just so amazing. But uh, going into that uh, leadership at home is, oh, sometimes you have to take a breath, you know? Sometimes you have to take a breath, and you don't always have to be the right person, even though you think, hey, I'm right, I got paper, right here it says, here's the facts. (laughs) Here's the percentages, here's this. And then Audra goes, you know, what? it's not all about the numbers, Todd. It's about the people. It's about what they're thinking. It's about what they're feeling. How are they going to receive it? You know, we're in the hair industry, and this actually pertains to a lot of different things, not just in the hair industry, is that you have to be able to listen more and speak less. And, you know, sometimes you got to step back. And, you know, you know sometimes, it, you know, it's Audra's turn that she needs that support or she needs that celebration. And even if you were the one that might have done that, I'm saying Audra Moy. So your spouse, your partner, let them have that moment. Let them have it all by themselves. Celebrate them. Be that other person. Get off the stage, get, get over with the rest of the team and cheer that person on. If it's with your household, do the same thing, get with the kids, celebrate it. Even if we're in COVID, we and during COVID, in our family, we've had four birthday celebrations. Did we have to sit back and go, oh my gosh, you can't have it. We have a huge family, even though we call ourselves the Wise Five, because there's five of us. And why I created that was kind of a reminder, because our kids were starting to grow up. You know, I had kids that were in college, I had kids that were in high school, and they were in drill team and drill team major, so she was the head drill team person, dancing, teaching, and then working and going to school. She's running one way. My son was in college, trying to figure out what he was going to do, and then my youngest one was playing high school football. So, and we're, you know, starting a business, and everybody's running crazy. And so we said, what can we do to bring us back together? Dinner every night. We have dinner every night together find some time where everybody together can just visit for about 20 minutes and you talk about whatever you want and it's not anybody's turn or anything it just happens and that's it and there's no judgment there's no hurt there's no hurt feelings you just do it and so it's 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 neat it's fun and that's what we do with the wise five now uh to grow on that to expand on that was just you gotta get a lot of education in your family. Every day, even to this day, I get up early and I listen to podcasts. I listen to things that are going on, you know, with what's going on in the nation, what's going on in our industry, what's going on in business. And I have to constantly educate myself and I share that with the family. And then if it's something that I feel like that would improve them or somebody that they might be related to or connected to as a friend or a coworker, and I hear these challenges from those dinners, or I hear the celebrations that we also need to celebrate them is that I say, Hey, you know what? Did you see this podcast? Hey, did you see this? And what I love is now it's coming full circle as they're getting older. And they're like, Hey dad, I know you like the podcast. And is, Hey, did you see this on YouTube? Wow.
0: That is yeah. so good. I love that you do that. I actually just taught a class recently and mm-hmm. it's called how to build a family brand. You know, just like a business, a family brand. And so you have the wise five. And so I asked my family, I said, okay, what is our family brand? What's our mission statement? And we came up with immediately, we do life together and it's so cool because my daughter and I are in business together our son is coming into the business to help us out with marketing and it's so cool to be able to have all four of us working together in the same business and mm-hmm. which is the business of changing lives right and so I, and that I know that you guys are the same way and and I also love that you said, okay, so how are we going to be the wise five? How are we gonna be wise, right? And so you're already building on that. We're gonna be wise by listening to podcasts, everyone sharing what? when what they come to the table, literally come to the Good. table. And right. our, we used to do family meetings. My family would cringe for many years that, since they were real little. Good. And it was actually when we started in the Paul Mental school world, uh, Todd, because all of a sudden, remember we could play with markers and we were yeah. all yeah. thinking, okay, are we really allowed to play with these markers? Like, oh my gosh, you know, because after kindergarten, markers are pulled out of your hands, you know, like here's your pencil, you know? And so I would grab... A big poster board, I grabbed big poster board and markers and I put everybody's name down. Okay, we're having a family meeting. It was Friday night family meetings. (laughs) And then it's so awesome because now um, my husband and I, we hired a marriage coach as soon as he retired because I knew we were going to be working together. And I wanted to make sure that we didn't miss anything because I want to make sure that I also treat him still as my boyfriend and as my business partner too and mm-hmm. and so he suggested that when you're together to just be together and be a husband and wife, but set aside a time where you're actually having a business meeting. So we actually have it in our calendar and it happens to be on Fridays because I remember back when we had our kids, it was almost like the family business meeting. Now it's, we call it, um, we call it the black of the black business meeting. So, you know, my husband and I, and yeah. it really has helped because I mean, do we sway? Yeah. We'll start talking business during you know our personal time, uh, but I do notice uh, that it's less.
1: No, no, I, it, it is, it's, it's difficult. And I wrote that, I'm, I'm writing some notes down, I don't know if you noticed. That. And um, I never really participated in Zooms or anything before that. So it really got me, um, you know, hey, I need to open my eyes up and I need to go outside my comfortable area. And so to balance that. And so when Audra and I, when we opened up ColourPop Salons, is that uh, it was a little different. Even though we helped other people open their salons, we helped other people run their schools and their salons and develop those things. You know, it's different when it's your money on the line, when it's your lifeline. On You know, it's easy, like, here's systems, cool, run them. Do this. Hey, I got an idea. Let's do this. Yes, let's do that. And now when everything that you say and everything, every action you make, it's like, hey, now I have other families. It's not just our family we're supporting it's all the families that they're supporting and their families that they're supporting. So it's like, you're changing lives. So whenever we start to get together and we're like, Oh, let's, let's have date night, whatever we're having date night. We went to go get some Indian food. We're having some good time and we're relaxing. And when you get to that relaxed point, it's like you said, you start to sway the conversation like, Oh, Hey, I had an idea for the salon. And we should do a contest. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like looking at me going, I'm like, you're right. And so we got to take a second and mm-hmm. we don't get mad about it. We just like, hey, this is, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. And Otter's had to coach me on that a little bit because I get excited because yeah. I am excited for growth. And then, and especially if we're linking up and then sometimes we don't match up. And I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's put that to the side. We know we need to do something about it and let's come up with a game plan, but you do, you're, you're so right, Tina, is that you do have to take the time out, so like, hey,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. this is us, and remember what we talk about, we got to be good here before we can be good there, yeah, so, uh, but we do, and, but I am gonna, something that we don't do, and I'm gonna pick up from you, Tina, is actually schedule those business meetings, yeah,
0: like you do with your staff, Right, yeah. and so your business partner. So you know yeah. you're scheduling a meeting with your business partner. It's not always easy because many times we go off of that. But I'm reminding myself right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you do. You have to exchange ideas, and you have to be okay with it. And then the other thing too is, Audra and I. What you were saying, I love that y'all had uh, a coach come in after he retired. Yeah. Life is even
2: mm-hmm. though you're
1: a great couple, you're a great uh, family. Your life is shifting, so you look at things differently. And so, and you know, there's two sets of eyes looking at the same topic. And you're thinking, oh, now he can do this or he can do that. And he's thinking, well, now I can do this. And sometimes that doesn't line up, you know? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And and Audra taught me that, you know, is like she said, hey, you know, we don't have to get everything right. And then I'm not understanding what you're telling me right now. So you're going to have to come back at me with a different tone or you're going to have to come at me with a, a different wording or dialogue. And uh, let's think about that and let me know because I'm not understanding what you want me to do here. And then I'm like, well, this is simple. I'm just saying this and this. Okay. So how would you tell that to your team? And then I was like, oh, I see what you're saying because they're speaking in a different language, similar as English and Spanish. They're two great languages sometimes when you're speaking two different languages you can coexist but you're not truly 100 percent connecting and so I, I heard something about translation the other day and somebody's uh podcast and i thought it was amazing oh it wasn't even a podcast it was <laughs> will i am talking about one of their their new songs in their album and translation was about people connecting mm. and so you see where you can learn stuff you can learn stuff all the time and so uh but back to my original point was Otter was just saying, let's talk about what we need to do, change the dialogue, who's our audience and what are they gonna get out of it and what are we gonna get out of it? And so when I started doing that, it made me change the way I look at things and the way I say it. So I'm not just throwing out ideas and blurting out stuff and it just makes sense in my mind, but to her, she might not understand what I'm saying. So I have to really think about what I wanna say and make sure it's more meaning, less words. So,
0: oh, that's so powerful, and and it's so true. I think with this whole COVID crisis or COVID time, whatever we had, quarantine, time, right? Um, it made me realize that I really need to fix my communication. Bottom line, fix my communication not only with my family, but fix my communication with my husband, but also fix my communication with my team, and especially my team leaders. and leaders see more, more, and more before, right? And right. somebody asked me that yesterday. It was one of my students, and he said, how do you, uh, how do you, when you see 50 yards ahead of people, how do you bring them alongside you? And I said, I don't know, but as soon as you figure it out, let me know. Wow. Uh, but I am still in process of yeah, trying to figure that out. There?
1: Oh, so, he's going to be working for you next year, watch.
0: Uh, trust me, he is. <laughs> this kid is awesome. I'm like, you're hired right now. Can you hurry up and get through school or better yet, just drop out and start working with us because just amazing, you know, leader already. I can see that and sense it, you know, as his first week of school. And so I love, I, I love what you are saying because And I wanna go backwards because you were talking about being uncomfortable. And I love that because you and your wife have gotten comfortable being uncomfortable and just even opening a business is uncomfortable. You didn't probably realize what you're getting yourself into. (laughs) And so I, I giggle because uh, so many of my students in our schools, Todd, it's so different now because I would say almost 99% of the students walking into the Paul Mitchell school world now want to be owners of some sort. So an entrepreneur, either a solopreneur or a business owner. Now you're a business owner yes, and, uh, and they think they're going to have more freedom. And mm-hmm. flexibility and I said no you're gonna have none of that in fact it's called the law of sacrifice you're gonna sacrifice everything because everything's gonna be put on the line financially mm-hmm. mentally physically everything talk a little bit about that talk to the person who wants to open up their own business give the reality of your first year in business
1: <laughs> Yeah, so, um, you know like I said earlier you know Audra and I came from different backgrounds but in the same industry And so, you know, Audrey did everything from front desk to shampoo to going to school and working and working behind the chair, becoming an educator and working behind the chair, growing a family, you know, taking care of me, getting me better, making me better, you know, and then uh, growing that and then um, and then me following her through these events, these John Paul Mitchell system events. And they're like, who are you, you know? what are you doing here? I'm like, well, I know that you guys need extra hands for setting up for events. Uh, they're doing a car wash. So I got a bunch of future professionals. We ran out there and did some signs. And then I said, hey, there's not a lot of people. So I called the news up and this, I was in Austin, Texas, not even Houston where I lived, And so <laughs> I called up the, the news people saying, hey, they're having a car wash fundraiser and they're doing a cut-a-thon. So come join us. And they're like, great, we have nothing to do. So they came out and joined us. And that's where I first met John Paul. At the end of the day and he celebrated all those students and the salons that came from Houston to join Austin School to support them in fundraising and I saw that and I said wow and here he is 10 feet in front of me this super busy super successful person and I go I'm not in this business but I need and I'm not a creative person but I love working with people and I'm gonna figure out how to do it and so at that point, I started kept fundraising and, and going to events and going to hair shows and paying my way and doing that. And it led to opportunities where I kept seeing John Paul over and over again and when clay ball. They're like, who are you again? And I'm like, I'm Todd. I'm following orders. She's working backstage. And if you need anything, I got it. You know, you need to break that down. Need coffee. What do you need? And they're like, oh, good, good to know. Good to know. And then it finally led to an opportunity with the schools and it's growing that. And the reason why I shared that with you guys is because there's a lot of different things you can do in industry and you don't have to be the creative side only. Mm -hmm. However, when you are a creative side person, you sometimes you need that balance where you need a someone in operations or you need that balance Mm -hmm. of someone that's going to help do the things that you may not be as good at. And so everybody's going to be a master of different traits, but you also need a balance. So, um, Having said that, then, you know, we both left our our employers at that time. And then um, Otter went to an independent and she started working solo. And she had her her own place. She had her own clientele. She was doing her hours. And then she goes, hey, this is not going to work. I need to go back to a set schedule. I need to get back to business like I was before. And as soon as she did that, it was difficult and it was hard and she had to do it by herself, and then, so then she needed me to help, so I worked close by, and I came over, and I would help out, and do things, and then, uh, I started to grow, and grow, and she's like, well, I should do a salon, because then she ended up hiring a future professional to assist her, and wow. she goes, I'm not ready yet, I'm not ready yet, and then moving forward, she goes, I'm ready to share my education again, and grow other people, and so it took us about a year. And you remember us reaching out to you and Brian. And I'm like, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but we're going to try it. And yeah. we had to put everything in line. And I remember to this day, and you said, and over my shoulder there, oh, Rick he gave me this piggy bank. And it came in handy. I don't know why I'm keeping this thing all these years, but it finally came in handy because Tina and Brian Black said, Todd, whatever you do, roll your pennies, get education, and find somebody who's better at something than you guys and implement it in your business. And so that's what we do constantly. And so that kind of brings you from where we were to where we are now. And so you do, you have to sacrifice everything. Even if you're an independent person, mm-hmm. hey, it's, it's expensive. You know, it's expensive to get a chair. It's expensive to pay rent, even when you don't have clients coming in. And then you go into us being a one year of being open. Oh my gosh, we've had a great year great year and you know everybody's probably saying how are you having a great year you were out for three months yeah we were out for three months I don't focus on that I don't focus on money I focus on making sure people are feeling good I make sure people are looking good and I try to provide opportunities and that's what we do at ColourPop Salons and if you I feel and Audra and I feel if you practice those things all the money will come with it all the success that you're looking for will come with it, but you constantly have to cultivate that, that belief system and then share it with others. And if they're not understanding where, why we're doing that, let's find the why's. What is their why's? Why are they here? Okay. Yes. They like being with us or we have a great team or whatever. Okay. I love that. I love to hear that stuff. That means we're doing something right. Yeah. However, we need to dig deeper. What is with them? What do they want to know where? So, Going into COVID. Oh, Tina. Whew, we were rocking and rolling. Every month was getting bigger. Every month was getting better. Uh, you know, Audra is recovering um, from breast cancer as you, we had talked about earlier. So she's been doing some field trips back into the salon, kind of getting back into the groove as much as she can and helping where she wants. And, you know, that's her happy place too. So, uh, being with the team and the, everybody. So she was on a quick break over there and then she, um, was heading to the parking lot and she's wearing her mask and all that one of the guests was coming in right and uh, one of the guests was coming in saw Audra and she had her mask on and and the other lady she had gloves on and everything she's a regular client but we hadn't seen her in a while because uh you know she was like a, a month every other month or every two months she would come in And so her next appointment was gonna fall right on the beginning of the COVID. So we hadn't seen her in a long time. She didn't even know that Audra was going through her battle until she saw it on social media. And then uh, she grabbed her in the parking lot and she just held her hands and was like, I'm gonna say a prayer for you, you are gonna be awesome. And everything in your life is in the right places the right people are here they're helping you you have the best doctors you have the best support team and you have the best family helping you out and so this is going on in the parking lot meanwhile we only have four guests because you only have four guests in our salon at a time we're at the corners right
2: yeah. so then
1: one of our team members Manny, he was like one of our leaders he was like oh my gosh look at that and then the whole salon turned around and looked is witnessing this and he even put it on his Instagram I think or his Facebook like the video yeah so it was just a You know, it's a pivotal moment when people come together to help each other, you know? And
2: and
1: and, Yeah. yeah, So So,
0: but that's I I just love what you're talking about. This is wise advice from Todd (laughs) White. I love this so much because Um, What I put down was number four, um, building a solid foundation. And so uh, Sean and I have a company called Next Level Salon Leadership. It's a six-month course. I know we've talked to you about it the very first month. And we talked to you and Audra about this in the beginning, is Mm -hmm. to build a solid foundation. And I love the fact that you also have titled yourself in your company, the culture specialist. Okay. So you have a culture, whether it's written down or not, it's there. Right. And yes. when, when I remember when I was coaching myself through this process, which I still do, because you're always, always shifting your written culture and you're always coming up with ideas from your screw ups. Cause I screw up a lot. Right. And so kind of looking at that because you built the solid foundation and you, but you asked your guests, your guests know exactly what that culture is or isn't. And so she said, you have this vibe, you know, I mean, look at the name of your place. It's culture pop. Like it's popping, you know, And it's powerful. and, And I love that. And so Talk to the salon owners right now or future salon owners because we also talk to um, future salon owners that want to build their own business. You know, talk to them about how important it is to have a written system of your culture because if you don't have it in writing, then it's just a good thought, right? And people aren't going to follow that standard of behavior, so to speak, that you have because now you're going to have 15 different types of culture in your business. You know, you look at Starbucks, we have Chick-fil-A down here. You can guarantee uh, that they all have written culture of systems of how you're supposed to act and behave and be with your people and be with your team. Talk about then why it's so important to have a written plan. And I know you're building that as you go. I know we've been in business, uh, in the salon business for five years now, and we're still shifting some things in our company of a list of our screw ups, right? And so it's like, okay, you know what? It's my fault. I didn't hold my team accountable to that. So I'm going to put it in writing and then I'm going to train, 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 you know, my team. So talk a little bit about that, Todd, and give some wise advice.
1: Well, I, I love, oh, look, we have somebody just joined okay.
0: us. Audra too, it's perfect
2: timing. Good I to you. go
1: you. Okay, uh, so uh, going into culture, you know, just like you said, we have the beautiful restaurants of the chick fil A's, the Starbucks, And it's funny because we had always talked about with our mentors, you have to have it written down. You have to have the culture. If we don't talk about it and we don't write it down and we don't share it, then we will have a divide in the the family, we'll have a divide in the salon. And so you hear me say family a lot because we teach and we teach and we um, share with our salon saying, this is our family. And so the uh, Chick-fil-A, I watched them. I even sat there and I went through their drive through one time twice to see if I could get the same treatment, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, it was my pleasure, you know, s- simple things, you know, like Steve and Terry Cowan <laughs> it was my pleasure. <laughs> you know, That's right. yeah. You know? How yeah, how they use your name, you know, thank you Tina for being there for us. And the uh, culture is I think the heartbeat of the salon. I think it's the heartbeat of the salon. The reason why is because it brings everybody united united together. It brings everybody to the same level. This is the expectation. This is what we need to be a part of the team. And then we also, with our culture, is what else can you bring? Mm -hmm. Not like, hey, what else can you bring? But what else are you going to be able to contribute to make us get to the next level so that my wants and needs are being met, your wants and needs are being met. And then, hey, wow, because we went to the next level, we never even thought about this before. We never even thought about doing another location. And now they're going, hey, when we do our next location, I'm like, we're gonna do another location? Also,
2: I think it's also really great when you have, when you start off with a really great culture is that when you're in the beginning, it brings like-minded people to you because yeah. you're putting the culture out there and you're not having to try and find. So, you know, our culture and what we stand for, you know, people are like, I want to be a part of that. So that helps bring people, clients and stylists to us. Yes. You know, that's just a basic right there.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I
2: love that because our course,
0: uh, The Next Level Slime Leadership, starts with foundation, building a solid culture. It ends with hiring, but the hiring a month is already fixed because you're hiring to your culture, you're hiring to your values. And so now all of a sudden they're like, you know what, I've already fixed my hiring since then. And we're coaching a salon team right now that had only one stylist. And now all of a sudden they've brought in a couple other people just within the six months, just by building and building a solid written culture system. And it's almost like manifesting your ideal team players out there. And I'll tell even my stylist, Hey, you should write out a whole dream board of what your ideal client is. What do they look like? What do they do? Uh, what what's, uh, problems do you need to solve for them? Because all of a sudden they're gonna start coming. Because if you don't do that, what'll happen? You'll just end up with all these clients that you never wanted to serve in the first place. And then you end up getting out of the business because you're so disenchanted and, and not happy with what you're doing. And so I don't care what business you're in, you've got to develop your ideal client. You know? Hello, that's what Facebook ads are all about. AdWords, all of the marketing campaign that we do, we should have that in our brain and in our heart of who we have. And and I love the fact of how God put the two of you together. Uh, first of all, and we're, you guys are similar to Brian and I because uh, you we've I've like staffed my weakness, so to speak. Right? He's everything that I'm not, and and that's what I see with both of you, which is so beautiful because. I think the biggest mistake that business owners make is they bring on too many people that are just like them. They don't have that giftings. That's why I'm a desk personality coach, and which is DISC. And I can already tell, I already know what yours are, even if you didn't take the test. And I'm thinking, oh, this is so awesome because it's like Tina and Brian, which is so cool. And then I have my CEO, Sean Chino, and he's everything I'm not. And so it's just so beautiful. And so I think it's really, really important to be able to do that. And I love what you said, Todd is, and I think this is the quote of the day that you have to have, you apologize to your team and you said, this is what I've learned and I want to have the same conversation with our salon partners because we're, we're scaling and building uh, more salons. And it's, we got to have three months of business expenses, but I love that you added on three months of salary expenses. Yes. Like how cool is that? Because you don't know when that rainy day is going to happen, and you know what, you didn't get the PPP any money anyway, and mm-hmm. uh, and so you weren't able to use it. And so talking about that in the future, there that may not be available. Most likely, it won't. And this could happen again. And so how can we diversify our income? And you know, like you were talking about doing curbside and really coming up with different ways to run your business, but you need the whole team to do that. And so I put down number five, Um, lead, L-E-A-D, period. And I love that Audra's on here now because what I heard you say is similar to our vision statement, which has always been with Paul Mitchell. And this is interesting because, as you guys have probably have seen, many of our students across the nation have become disenchanted with its industry. And that's why I love that you are putting culture first, people before profit. And, but I, I tell you, I was just looking at, this um, I'm on this salon owner mastermind and there are so many angry owners out there you guys they're so mad at their people and they're not even thinking about hey I need to change the way I lead I need to fix my own leadership I need to look in the mirror of who I am and I yeah. love that about YouTube because you always want to grow and yeah. you know that it starts with you so yeah. talk a little bit about that because leaders are readers of people. You guys watched your people and you saw that they're crashing, which is awesome. Whereas most leaders are like, Hey, where's the money? Show me the money.
2: (laughs) Right. I I always just say leaders, if you want to be a leader, then you have to be prepared to be a servant of your community. Yeah. And and, you know, so it's like, okay, so if you want to be a leader, then you're going to be a servant, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, when we were in the beginning writing out our mission statement, our vision statements, what just what we're about, because I've talked to other business owners, not even in the industry, clients of mine, and they're like, well, why do you want to do it? Or, or why do people want to go to you? And I'm just like, I mean, I'm Audra, why is I've been doing hair for so long? I'm so talented, why would they not, you know? So, um, It was really good for us to really figure out why we wanted to do this. And now because, you know, we've been married for 24 years, but we've never worked together. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you remember, it was very very challenging us going through and writing down what we both agreed on and what we felt was good Mm -hmm. because, you know, we both have years in the industry and we both have really great ideas, but you have to come together as one. So if you're, you know, most of the time, you know, a, a lot of couples do go into business together. I think it's really great to sit down and write these systems down because you're also figuring out how to talk to each other, Mm -hmm. you know, and how to work with each other and um, what you can figure out is a good compromise for both, you know, and then figure out like, okay, am I arguing or am I wanting this system because I want it because it's mine or is it really for the team, you Mm -hmm. know? So it was a lot of growth for me and Todd going through it, which was really, it was really good. We learned for one, just Mm -hmm. learn how to talk to each other. Yeah. Um, learned that maybe sometimes if we do speak and we get a little passionate or a little loud <laughs> that you know let's try not to let's yeah. try to take it too personal. Let's let's just keep going. Let's just yeah. working through it because yeah. then you kind of want to get into the husband wife phase. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't like the way you talk to me or whatever. So it mm-hmm. kind of helped us stay on top of that and making sure that we got through what we needed to get through all the uncomfortableness of starting and writing your systems down and what our culture was. But as soon as we decided what our culture was, and then we just go, okay, does that, is that who aligns with who we are? Right. You know, and if it didn't, we're like, okay, you know, and then also too, we tried to forget like what was, we're using our experiences in our past. And I've worked, I worked at a salon for 17 years, you know, and so there was a lot of really great ideas and things that I saw, but that doesn't necessarily mean I have to do those things. You know what I mean? Because everything changes all the time, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, Hey, just because it was like that before doesn't happen to mean it has to be like that now. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you just, you can change it and you stick with it. And, and if it works, it works. And if it doesn't,
1: then next. It's okay. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> so. Um,
2: That's outstanding, Andre, that you worked
0: in a salon for 17 years. Okay. That's really unheard yeah. of because most owners become owners because they're un- unemployable. And and so that's why they are so frustrated and they dislike their people because they never really learned how to be a follower Mm -hmm. and they never learned how to really influence people. And I think I know for a fact, that's why out of the gates, you guys are so successful and, uh, and most salons aren't as successful as you are right out of the gates, but I believe it's because you've been a great follower in the first place and you left a place better than you found it. And that was the conversation that I had actually with our students yesterday. We have a brand new team in our schools called the leadership team. And the cool thing about it, which you guys will love, uh, we're just starting it uh, this year. Uh, you're going to love about it is we're actually calling out the elephant in the room. We're having hard conversations with our future professionals of what it's going to take to be successful and how to be a great leader. And yeah. one of the things that I called out yesterday was, Hey, Be careful about collaborating with other stylists to do a salon walkout because that will come back to haunt you in the end. To always be a contributor to always think about how can I leave this place better than I found it, but more importantly, how to have hard conversations with your boss, because I want you to know that owners are human beings they're not human doings and so and i know it starts with me as a school owner of having this hard conversation right mm-hmm. of like okay let me teach you how to have that hard conversation let me teach you how to leave a place better than you found it how to lead your leader right and so it's so hard i know it is talk to talk to stylists across the country Talk to salon owners across the country because I feel there's even more now since quarantine. <laughs> quarantine <laughs> is that there's a more of a divide between owners and employees, and that scares me because yeah. we, we need to we need to unite the two and and we need to understand each other. I do a course called the Mind of a Boss so that people can hear like where my heart is and where I believe every owner's heart is. And, but watching these platforms is making me see it's there's a huge division. And I'm so scared watching that talk a little bit on your perspective, Audra of what you've seen over all that you've been in the business for a lot of
2: years. So. It's like, Ooh, there's so much. Um, I think right now, like you were saying, during quarantine, you know, that's what we're all doing, quarantine, and, um, you know, uh, people are doing a great job of trying to Zoom and stuff like that and keeping the staff members together. But what sometimes I feel like we have to do as owners is we do put our feelings aside a lot. You know, I mean, we've been an owner for a year now and I know it's like, oh, okay. But, you know, I did work in a salon 17 years and I saw my owners, you know, go through a lot of hardships and it's, you know, and you're just like, gosh, you always get a little, I don't want to say stepped on, but you just, you're a little beat up. And so you're just, you get a little frustrated and a little tired of it, you know, but I think what we need to do is just kind of find that way. Just you're grooming these little babies, you know, even though they're like 30, you know, but they could be new in the industry. And so we're still grooming them and letting them know, um, what, what really is to be expected right now, you know? And, um, I think for stylists, uh, being in there when you were saying they need to leave it better than what they found it um, my when I was a stylist for you know in the same salon for such a long time, you know I always thought that I never really spoke up unless I felt like I could do it a little bit better you know um, so I always thought well if I owned a salon or if I you know I never like to combat what my owner said because I'm like well it's not my salon or um if I had a better idea, then I will share it. And sometimes we just like to share, regardless Mm -hmm. if you think it's a good idea or not, you just want to like throw it out there. And then you just really start working up the pot and the whole salon. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So um, I like to encourage the stylist, you know, have a owner's mentality, you know, really think about what you need to do, because everybody has ownership in the salon and ownership of that chair and ownership of that clientele, you know, and yes, everybody has frustrations, but we need to think of it all as a team, a team environment and what's good for everybody. Mm -hmm. And sometimes maybe in those hard conversations, you say, you know, owners create rules because somebody in the salon did something they weren't supposed to do, Mm -hmm. you know? So who do you get mad at? Do you get mad at your owner or should you maybe go talk to your team member? Have that uncomfortable conversation like, yo, sister, will you not be late anymore? You know, because now we have to be here 20 minutes early when we only had to be here 10 minutes before our next guest. And I have things to do, you know, whatever, you know, it's like force them to like have those conversations with each other, yeah. you know, like hold them accountable for that
1: that's great I like
0: yeah. that. it's so hard isn't it and and I tell you uh, this this is an ongoing training and I believe as a business owner that you have to be a business coach a life coach right and everything coach And and you've got to be so careful about being so busy behind the chair that you forget about your people and so you have to really focus on growing yourself so that you can grow your people and that's I love your heart I think it's incredible it's a rarity indeed and so I just want to applaud you and continue to encourage you through that process but it's also like what you were saying Todd earlier is you can't take things personally and that's so hard especially when you're trying to build a culture of family Mm -hmm. you know and because when you say that word family I think of my daughter and my son that hey we're together forever but when I look at my salon team or my teams it's not necessarily true. And so, yeah. because they may decide, hey, I want to join a new family. And we have to be okay with that and yeah. start to think, okay, how did I lose this incredible person? What yeah. did I do wrong to lose them? Or vice versa. I'm always thinking, how come I couldn't get that incredible person on my team? Right. I need to do to raise my leadership lid so I can actually attract that type of person. It's that, it's that constant juggling, you know, of my own leadership of where, how do I need to grow? What do I need to do? What's my weakness? And, and I love what you said, um, Todd, earlier about leading and just people before profit and how Audra is. And you kept saying, uh, just constantly listening to your team.
2: Yeah. And
0: it's like the key. You could say that L stands for listen. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, yeah. Well, and that too, I think sometimes when things like that happen, it just chips away at you a little bit, and then you just start to rethink your whole why mm. you're even doing this, and why you yeah. know maybe what I'm doing is not a good idea. Maybe I need to change it, and when it should be like the opposite. I mean, unless it's a. a Valid, a a valid change. But a lot of times when you can't get that great person or when somebody does leave you to go to another salon family, then you go, Hmm, gosh, well, you automatically think it was you somewhere. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've seen a lot of salon owners, you know, you do get personally hurt because you invest so much in these people and you love them and you cradle them and you, mm-hmm. you know, try to, you get them to be successful. But I've tried to tell myself from the get go is that, cause I can't handle all that heartache right now. I'm just, <laughs> I'm already too sensitive. So, um, <laughs> I just have to say, okay, they weren't meant to be with me anymore. And we, they just have to go, go mm-hmm. and be happy, be happy. Yes, bless them. Yes. Bless them.
0: Because the minute that you're not blessing them and you're holding on to that, you're going to hold back your whole company and yes. you won't grow. And, and trust me, I've lived in that, you know, and yes. so it transformed people, transformed people because I lived in that anger. I lived in that resentment for way too long, Audra and Todd. And so that was a lesson learned. And it's a never again moment for me. And Mm -hmm. so, learning those never again moments, you know, so Sean and I always talk about, hey, can we add this to our never again list, because let's not keep repeating the same mistakes twice, you know, so what, what did we learn from this one, you know, it's that constant juggle. I love that what you said Todd, earlier, always that dance, you know, with everything, just Mm -hmm. trying to figure things out, but communicating those challenges. Hey, what do we want to do better this quarter? You know, what do we want to do differently? So I have down here, so be wise. uh, We've got number one, leadership starts at home. Number two, health as well. And we're going to put you on another podcast, Audra, because I know you and I are going to be working with Bright pink, and I want to talk more about your struggles and triumphs that you've gone through, which I'm really excited to share with people. Uh, number three, I put down um, to open your eyes. We talked about this get uncomfortable being comfortable, get comfortable being uncomfortable, just the opposite. And I love that you talk, talked about that because you really challenged your capacity. You went from a solopreneur. Uh, to you know a business owner and I think that's a whole nother story uh, that we need to tell as well which I think is beautiful and then I put number four a build a solid foundation and starts with your culture and Mm -hmm. then also number five we talked about LEAD leaders lead period Mm -hmm. so did I miss anything that you think that I need to tell the world of how to be wise just like the wise five you guys
2: (laughs) I love
1: that. Um, really, I guess, you know, final thing that I'd like to say is, you know, two things, sorry. Um, two things is one, just want to thank our team. You know, we would not be mm-hmm.
2: where, where we are, we are. today
1: mm-hmm. uh, without our team and our family. And then the last thing is just be good to people. You know, there's, you don't have to have money, you don't have to be a super successful rock star hairdresser or salon owner. You can just walk out your front door, help somebody take their trash can up to their house or get somebody some gas. They needed some gas, get them some gas, buy somebody a meal when they couldn't do it, whatever it is, just something small, because there's a lot of things going on out there that we need help with. And there's big, there's some big issues out there. And so if we can just constantly work on ourselves and the people around us slowly, it starts to help people open their eyes up to what's really going on open our eyes up to bettering ourselves and bettering everyone around us so we can change family history as that we're trying to do and you know i, I want to applaud you and brian tina for setting the factor of family can do business together and this is how you can do it and so and that's what encouraged us to do ours mm-hmm. so yeah so, I think,
2: uh, mentors mentors, you know, finding a really great mentor is because, you know, in the beginning, you know, when we even thought about this, you know, Todd was always on board. I was the one that was a little more like, I don't know, you know, uh, just because I know what it entails. And, you know, you just have to look at your mentors and, you know, really the mentors that you find do have to be a better spot than you. If it's, um, Within business, with it mm-hmm. in personally, the, with it as in physically, spiritually, whatever it is, that mentor has to be somebody that you would love to achieve where they're, get where they're at mm-hmm. and, um, and constantly speak with them you know, and keep them in your thoughts and, you know, have a one-on-one with them. So when you're having those doubts about yourself that you have somebody to kind of go, no, this is what you need to do. And we are definitely in our yes. lifetime of uncomfortableness. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then mentor <laughs> and others. Everything. Yes. Mentor others. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and one last thing, uh, what can I do for you? Always, what can I do for you? And I learned that from John Paul De Joria, is, no matter how busy it is, and please do that with your mentors, because then they'll keep being your mentors, and because you're bringing something to the table, too. So, Tina, please let us know if there's something that we can do something for you and uh, your family and your teams, and, you know, we'll do our best to try to help you out with those things, too.
0: Thanks for listening, and don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.